This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Listen, there we go. Hey, everybody. Hey, monkeys. Welcome to Snark Monkey number 47, the Ratchet and Clank episode, or Ratchet and Quark, as we're calling it, with voice actors James Arnold Taylor in a return engagement to the Snark Monkey Cage. Uh, uh, better known as Ratchet in this circumstance, and Jim Ward, better known as Captain Quark in this particular universe. Uh, a great conversation and fun shenanigans coming up with those two. Uh, by the way, I'm Larry Morgan. You can follow us on Twitter at the Snark Monkey. Search for the Snark Monkey Facebook page for updates and more interviews and monkey news coming soon. Not kidding. Uh, also, uh, you can listen to the podcast on iTunes. Subscribe there, please. Or on snarkmonkey.net. You can find it on iHeartRadio. And even Spreaker, if you know what the hell that is. So there you go. There's the business. Oh, by the way, this space available for sponsorship opportunities. There, that space right there. All right. So today we're talking to two of the voice actors Known well in the Ratchet and Clank universe. Ratchet and Clank, a game that was born in 2002 on the Sony platforms, has continued to have successful releases since then. And now, 14 years later, finally, an animated film, theatrical release, and it's in theaters now, as we speak. Well, as I post this, maybe not yet. The screenings start later on tonight, but depending on when you listen to this, blah, 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 you know how podcasts work and their relation to actual space and time. You may be listening to this at a point when the uh, movie's coming out on demand, or on DVD, or on Blu-ray, or on uh, your uh, 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 brain-implanted chip that I'm sure Google or Apple is going to be introducing any day now. So I'm just trying to stay up on technology, not have to re-record these intros. So yeah, Ratchet & Clank, the movie, is out now. And to their credit, the filmmakers kept some of the original voices from the games that you knew forever, including my two guests today. And then you throw in there people like Rosario Dawson and Paul Giamatti and John Goodman, you know, for the, you know, marquee value. But uh, James Arnold Taylor has been the voice of Ratchet from almost the beginning. He talks about that journey. And Jim Ward, who does many great impressions, is part of the Stephanie Miller Show. And all three of us actually have worked together in the radio comedy world at one point. We talk about that a little bit and just talk about the world of voice actors, how they help develop these characters from early on, and what that life is like. And also just kind of the fandom of being somebody involved in gaming as well as animation. I mean, the fans of those two venues in particular can be rabid and loyal and awesome and occasionally, woo! And if that's you, I'm sorry. 
Uh, but yeah, if you're listening to us for the first time, uh, thank you for being here at Snark Monkey. I hope you subscribe. We have great conversations coming up with uh, big shot former CBS TV executive Nina Tassler, as well as very funny standing up comedian and podcast pioneer Jimmy Pardo future episodes. But in the meantime, why don't we uh, head on into the universe of Ratchet and Clank with Ratchet and Quark themselves. Uh, it's James Arnold Taylor and Jim Ward, Snark Monkey number 47. But even when I'm on, I don't sound as good as Jim. Well, that's because Jim has a better voice than you. Oh, yeah. Is that what you right. want? Ich muss auf diesem Mikrofon auf Deutsch sprechen. Is that what das you want to hear, James? <laughs> is that what you yeah. want? No. Es gibt keinen Dolmetscher really? für diesen Mikrofon. Oh, no. so, so, oh boy. <laughs> where where oh, are we? I don't know. <laughs> this is going to be weird. Die Fahne hoch, die Reihe first. No. <laughs> so Jim Ward and James Arnold Taylor, uh, two-thirds of the uh, top-billed names. Yes. In the new Ratchet and Clank movie, now we've unfortunately had to, uh, uh, we have to say goodbye to David <laughs> Tate. No, Clank, he didn't yeah, die. he's sick Oh right no! Now, yeah. and he's got this really bad cough. He's got a clunk. He's, he's got, got a clunk. Got, okay, yeah. That's, that's terrible. Clank, so clank. He's trying to get better, so, you know, we mm, wish him well. For those who are checking in and maybe don't know, but of course anybody listening to this probably knows full well who you are in the game and in the movie. But James, of course, you are Ratchet. Ratchet. So I play I play Ratchet in Ratchet and Clank, and Ratchet is in Lombax, and mm-hmm. there is only one Lombax. We don't know where <laughs> the other Lombax have gone. The but, other Lombax uh, got axed. <laughs> I suspect oh. Quark had something to do with it. Oh. No, uh, but, oh. Uh, and I want to be a Galactic Ranger, and my hero is Captain Quark. And I'm Captain Copernicus Quark. And Jim Ward here, of course. <laughs> he is. <laughs> he, he literally is. He transformed. His <laughs> uniform is on and everything right, right. now. Um, so you guys, how long have you guys been associated with these characters wow. now? Back if you did the, the 90s. Yeah. That's uh, crazy, yeah. right? It's a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think they said it was 14, 15 years, something like that, that it's all been going on. Yeah. And how amazed are you that you actually are seeing this come i mean literally this thing is going into theaters i mean would you have ever expected over this amount of time i would would have hoped for something like that we all hope because we saw that they're really beautifully written they're wonderful stories Mm -hmm. uh tj fixman who's been the writer of so many of the games wrote the initial script and you know they've made some tweaks and changes and stuff but they're, they've always played like a sitcom or a movie or something anyway. So yeah, there's a, a ton of great humor. There's a lot of great writing. I mean, it's, this is something coming from my son because I, I, I didn't kind of grow up in the era of video games as we What's know wrong them now. With you? Well, you guys didn't either, and oh, yeah, even though you're younger than I am, James. <laughs> you, I mean, not really. Uh, after you know, after Pong, and uh, you yeah. know, after no, the, I know, I I, I, I remember during the, the era of the really first primitive games. There, there wasn't really much there in, in the w- terms of dialogue. 
I guess there wasn't enough bit space for. No, for, if the dialogue was based, basically yeah. it was just printed on the screen in in bad block letters. Right. That was the extent of dialogue. <laughs> Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. the the fact that there have been these really amazing stories told, and and I that's what I was going to say is that about the time I want to make fun of my son, he goes on this kind of rant about. Some of these stories are so incredibly well written. They really wrap you up. They're they're novel like in how rich they can be in these worlds that are created. Mm-hmm. And I see that now. And and for something like Ratchet and Clank with some humor to it and actually some some real fun and some real depth to something that could have just been a, a one off kind of situation. I'm moving closer. <laughs> for everybody listening, so I'm vlogging. So I'm, I'm recording. James, James is way more invested in the visual aspect <laughs> of this podcast. So I've got two cameras, and I wow. want to make sure that Jim and I are in the same show. There's a very tiny camera over there Hi, with How a really doing? teeny tiny microphone. <laughs> hey! Two shots, so I can Why is my you? voice so high? <laughs> That's the camera. <laughs> uh, Suddenly, Jim Ward shrunk to the size of a, of hey. a, a peapod. Hey. Uh, you know, I've got to say, though, Captain Quark, see, like, I've got to see, have you seen the whole movie? No, I have I've, I finally got to see the whole movie, and I am honest to God, Jim, you are awesome in this movie. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, because Captain, Captain Cork has a very specific role in the games. That's yeah, but uh, kind it's of just not without him. There's the, there's just no. It's he's so funny. He's so great. It's if you loved Mary Tyler Moore and you had Ted Knight. It's like and you go. There's no Ooh. Mary Tyler Moore without Ted Knight. Cork <laughs> is that it's a lot of Ted Knight in, in yeah. Cork. Yeah. yeah, he's so good. <laughs> is and, that kind of what inspired yeah. the character, Jim? In, in a way, this is sort of the bombast of. Uh, I'm curious, actually, when you guys were and some first... Homer Simpson too, a little bit. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. I hear that. When you, uh, I'm curious, both of you, when you were first approached way back when it was just a game and you didn't yep. know who these characters were, and when you first kind of got this copy in front of you, how do you approach creating a character like that? How much of it is in the description? How much of it is in the visual sense the clues that they're giving you because the characters are usually conceived and mm-hmm. already drawn and, and animated by that time. Well, I mean, Quark's size informs you, you know, what, what he's going to sound like. Hey, just big bombastic guy. Yeah. And he's very and agile. Then, he's, I mean, he's yes. like, he, he can do anything. He's flipping around and <laughs> walking on his fingers. And, uh, he's hysterical. What about Ratchet? How did you approach that? Did so they have a description? Here's the interesting thing. I was not the first Ratchet. I was the second ratchet. Right, that's so, right. Uh, Mikey Kelly, who's a dear friend of mine, and you know, do you know Mikey? I don't know mm, if you know Mikey. Sounds but, familiar. So uh, he's a voice actor, and we were in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles together, which was oh. directed by Kevin Monroe, who directed Ratchet and Clank, and he played Michelangelo. So he was my brother Turtle. He played Ratchet in the first game, and then they decided to go a different direction. <laughs> oh, how often do we get that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah we went a different direction. Yeah. One that veers Not away you, from, from you. you. You could just no. Yeah. So he's you a, stay here. <laughs> we'll be over here. He's been a real good sport about it though. But uh, so well, I that took happens over. In the, yeah, it happens. I've had it happen to me before, uh, and I got Ratchet after the second game and I've been him since the second game on and I've done 17 different games as Ratchet like so, he's had cameos and things did and you stuff. feel you had to I mean if they were going a different direction did that mean you, they wanted kind of a different take on the character or did yeah. you have to match no I didn't have no? to match him at all normally I come in in that type of thing I come in I gotta match him you mm-hmm. know and both Jim and I do a lot of you know Voice doubling matching. and yeah. stuff uh, this was no just make it your own yeah. which was cool 
Let's talk about that a little bit because I'll, I'll definitely come back to the movie and, and the characters. Because, you better. Uh, oh, for sure, because that's what we're here for, to plug that damn thing. Um, it's kind of exciting, though, to see you. I will say this. I saw a poster uh, in the Grove Theater when yeah. I was going to see something else, and, mm-hmm. and there it is. And you guys you know, get your name on some of this stuff. Yeah, that's not Along bad. with yeah. people like Paul Giamatti. I mean, yeah. uh, typically Slice they're going to they're gonna cast, yeah, hey. they're going to cast hey. these hey. animated hey. films. <laughs> and they didn't realize at the Come time you guys could have been all those people. I, you know, <laughs> Does I, anybody, by the way, do a Paul Giamatti impression in the room? Can uh, we? Yeah. It's, uh, there is. He's there, got this kind, kind of, of a higher oh, voice. You know, and, but gets... Well, when he gets a little panicked, his voice gets higher. All right, Paul, I would like Paul to interview Paul, please. Ah. Uh, about, yeah. the, about the film. Yeah. About the, uh, the thing I don't, is, I don't want to talk about it. You know, when I That's crashed just, the mm. Volvo into the... In the oh, you know, I, was, I probably just, shouldn't have had okay? the Pinot Noir before I got I in the car. I am not drinking Merlot. <laughs> All right. I hate Merlot. <laughs> who, who else is is cast in the movie? You mentioned Stallone, Stallone Paul Giamatti, uh, Bella Thorne, Bella Thorne, who actually worked lovely. with on uh, very briefly on a Disney thing that a Did friend you? of mine cast me in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's a lovely young actress. Uh, did you see Alexander in the really horrible, awful, terrible bad day or any of that? That was a funny one. <laughs> uh, she was, was in Steve was in it. Uh, oh, yeah. okay, she, yeah, Bill she Thorne. was in that. All right, and uh, uh, Rosario Dawson, right, is in this. She really has kind of a standout performance. You, know, you hmm. haven't seen it all. She's great. Like you go, one of us. She's one. She just one of us. She one just performs us. beautifully as a as a voice actor. Well, I think it says something that they kept. The original voices, basically. Yeah. The, the voices that, that game players, gamers, and uh, fans have been hearing forever, as well as, obviously, incorporating yeah. uh, you know, stars, which they do these days. I mean, that's just, unfortunately, part of the VO world is that yeah. they're going to cast big names. Mm-hmm. But it seems that there are still voice actors who work regularly, even in the biggest Pixar Disney movies, yep. who get these opportunities. So kudos to them, the company, whoever... Put this Insomniac together. is Insomniac. the creators of the game, yeah, and then Sony is the distributor with Gramercy. But they uh, Blockade Entertainment is the ones that actually made it possible. Yeah. Blockade mm-hmm. Entertainment, it's really kudos to them and Insomniac because they wanted it to stay like the game. So they said it's important that we keep that integrity and the fans. That's been the beautiful thing is the mm-hmm. fan outreach to, to Jim and myself and to David. Going, it's so cool. You guys are the voices because I think a lot of people would have went. I'm not seeing it. You know, yeah. Ironically, uh, Armin Schumerman, who plays yeah. um, Doctor Nefarious, uh, played Quark in Star Trek: The Next Generation. <laughs> that was and here, I'm, I'm the other Quark. <laughs> there are two Quarks in this. Yeah, and, and, <laughs> it's very and, quirky, you might say. Yeah, you can't. I can't <laughs> forget Armin because Armin is, you know, I mean, he's kind of looked at as celebrity because he's on camera. People recognize right, him, right. But he's a voice actor, and he's a wonderful voice actor. And he's, and he's always had an amazing voice. Nefarious throughout all this. Yeah. And he does that whole kind of <laughs> evil kind of... <laughs> and he's so funny in it. So uh, I think that there's wonderful nods to people that have played these games all these years, but it's also... It's not going to feel different because it's us. Yeah. I actually did a play reading with Armin uh, some years ago in a theater company I was involved with. And uh, he played... Um, Josef Goebbels and I played Hermann Göring. It was, <laughs> oh <laughs> so, wow, yeah, it was very interesting. <laughs> Jim, let's talk about uh, kind of your other lives a little bit. Jim, you are a radio guy. You've mm-hmm. been part of radio shows. You do a lot of your voices and characters, impressions, and mm-hmm. tell people uh, where you 
where you are right now because you've uh, been associated with this. The Stephanie Miller show. Yeah, you've been associated with her for how long? Oh, boy, since the 90s, actually, Yeah, when she was at KEBC. You've essentially um, been the go-to voice for, and of course, because it's Stephanie Miller, If for people who don't know, you're going to be doing a lot of political stuff, mm -hmm. and you probably couldn't be a busier and more active guy well, in that we, show um, than... We had a lot of fun with Bill Clinton back in the 90s. <laughs> I bet you did. <laughs> not, not as much fun as I had. Uh, <laughs> I think you know what I mean. Ooh. So what has Stephanie got you doing right now most of the time? Uh, well, um, it's been... I, for in the olden days, hey, way back then in the covered mm. wagon era. No, I, I used to write these elaborate bits with multiple characters, but I just, this got too exhausting. And so now I just kind of <laughs> wing it, you know, <laughs> and you know, Trump's given us a lot of, uh, yeah. ammunition. Yeah. Uh, I, I had the best words. <laughs> I had the biggest hands. There we go. I, you know, you know uh, I'm just great. I'm, I'm brilliant. <laughs> and it? you're not. <laughs> the funny thing is the way he says Chicks. China. Can't live with him. Can't live without him. How, how Trump says China. China. He's China. China. Yeah, he's, yeah, it's funny. <laughs> but you've got him down, man. Uh, yeah, you, it's mostly the mouth and his bombastic kind he of thing. He becomes you know, him. See, the people on the vlog, they <laughs> They're going to see. see that. <laughs> James, what uh, has have you been asked to do anything recently that kind of surprised you that uh, you had to really work on to to get no one that um actually i was surprised came naturally that is fun is uh the sh uh, tv show guardians of the galaxy i play uh yondu and cosmo and yondu is the character that michael rooker played in it and michael rooker of course from walking dead right you know. wow. and michael rooker he's got this kind of he's kind of cajun and he's this alien and so yeah boy oh he calls everybody boy oh <laughs> but it's just one of them voices it's just fun to do and i thought oh wow i don't know if i and because it's pretty different, you know, from my regular voice or anything I'd done. And I've had fun with that. And then Cosmo is a telepathic Russian cosmonaut dog. He reads <laughs> minds. <laughs> so those are, I mean, you know, I mean, that's the best part about being voice actors is we can, we can be this and we can sound like anything. You know? Yeah, I mean, it's and so fun. create completely new voices. I mean, you guys, uh, James has actually been... Uh, on the Snark Monkey podcast, he was episode number one. Actually, Ooh, look at uh, that! Uh, over uh, a year and a half ago, wow. um, so we talked a lot about his influences. Who, were, when you were coming up, Jim, when you started to recognize you could do voices, were there guys that you? Well, what first um, turned me on to that that whole thing was uh, well, I got a tape recorder from my. I guess it was 13th birthday oh, yeah. or something like yeah. that. Yeah. And that was right when Copycats uh, came out. And all the Impressionists. And I thought, oh, hey, I could do this. That's right. Then that was you a know. TV show yeah. that had every great Rich Impression. Little I mean, and that was Gorshin, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, David Fry, was he on yeah. that? Uh -huh. uh, um, and then um, there was an African-American gentleman. Uh, George Kirby, wasn't it? Yes. George Kirby. Mm -hmm. And yeah. uh, gosh, who else am I thinking? And some females. Oh, the name is escaping me. We're going to have to Google it. Yeah. But... But Frank Gorshin, I was just talking. I did. Oh, I, I ran into him at did the, you the, really? uh, oh, at the, wow. the, 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 the after after SAG clinic in Burbank, and he, oh. he was it was in the elevator, and his back was turned to me, and he just had this whole aura. I'm not here. I'm not here. I'm not who yeah. you think I am. I'm not here. <laughs> you know, and I really would I'd like to talk to him, but I, yeah. You know, now, see, for, for anybody who doesn't he know, was pretty ill at that Frank point, Gorshin yeah. uh, played the Riddler, the Riddler. on the yeah. Batman. Wait a minute, this Batman. <laughs> <laughs> and what yeah. and what n n 
people who know him from that, who've ever watched that show just for pure campy reasons, don't realize yeah. is that probably, I guess maybe with Rich Little, but probably Frank Gorshin, one of the greatest, the, the best yeah. impressionists mm-hmm. who yeah. has ever worked. Especially He's Kirk curious. Douglas, because he, they, all, yeah. they both oh. have that slotic bone the structure. Right. You know, it's, yeah. a, it's not... Uh, uh, yeah, he was so... I was just... I, I, I did can't a, and I won't. <laughs> I had a voiceover session yesterday with Gary Cole, who is just one of my favorite. I love him. He's such a great actor. You remember yeah. from Office Space? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we're going to need you we're moved gonna out to storage Saturday. B. Yeah. Um, uh, we got some new people coming in. <laughs> he and I got into a conversation about Frank Gorshin, and it's so funny how people that recognize that Rich Little was great. Everybody, you know, but he was kind of the commercial one, and Frank Gorshin was like the impersonator's impersonator. Yeah, he, he really was. He became yeah. the character. Yeah, was, he yeah. did. Yeah, he he was the first guy to do Nicholson and do the whole with the hair right, and the glasses, right. and you know, it was just great. In, in some ways, it's it's a bit of a lost art because there are certain certainly people who do impressions of people now. But yeah. that uh, it, it, and it's something about growing up in the sixties and seventies, I guess, where it, it seemed to be so prevalent. I mean, Rich Little had his, his own T V show and he was on every talk show. Yeah. Um and these guys, we know these guys' names. Frank Gorshin, here are the other uh copycats. Frank Gorshin, Rich Little, Fred Travelina. Fred Travelina is who I was right. thinking of. And yes. again, yeah. another one who was on like on game shows all the time. We just nobody knows these names anymore. No. And it's sad. George Kirby Charlie Callis. Charlie Callis. Yes, of course. Uh, anybody can, uh, can anybody uh, do a Charlie? Oh, <laughs> hey. I want the. Uh, uh, I want the. Also, Joe Baker and the lone female, Marilyn Michaels. Marilyn Michaels. Marilyn yes. Michaels, yeah. yeah. Um, Not to be confused with Marilyn Chambers. Whole no. different thing. <laughs> So co- the, the Copycats <laughs> was, was a, a big thing for you. You knew these yeah. guys, Jim. And, yeah. yeah. Just, oh, wow. People get paid to do this, what? Yeah. you know. So, and I, I, I do my own little. Shows. What was the? What was? I mean, were you just doing basically everybody else's impression? Because usually, when you're growing up in that era, it, you're doing Rich Little's Nixon, right? Or yeah, you're right. doing David Fry's Nixon. Yeah. Uh, everybody's doing a Nixon, basically, right? right? Mm-hmm. Is that kind of how it started? Yeah, yeah, and I sort of you can sort of take a little bit from column A and column B and kind of mix and match things. Uh, you know, try to get. Uh, there are always different hooks that you can kind of grab onto. Yeah. yeah, if you hear it and then you somebody unlocks the code for you, like right. oh right, oh, right little, yeah. Yeah. For, yeah. For, if, if, James was uh, it was it a kind of SNL era guys that yeah. kind of really flipped yeah, the switch? Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, Dana like Carvey's and things like Dana yeah, Carvey, like, Joe Piscopo. You know yeah, who I know? Mm-hmm. It's like nobody talks about him anymore. But right. but he had some really like he was the first guy to do Letterman. Remember? You right. know, and he did a wonderful Letterman. He, he impression. Did? How are we doing on time? Uh, my, oh my, uh, yeah, uh, Paul, have you? Uh, yeah, he was the but, first one to pick on, uh, pick up the rhythms and kind of gestures and just those phrases that we all knew from Letterman. Yeah. It was immediately recognizable. And uh, honestly, his Sinatra, even his singing Sinatra, was really was pretty strong. Great. Yeah, right? very good. And then, and then you went into like Jay Moore was one of the first guys to do. Christopher Walken. Oh, yes. He, he did was. him, and he did the Christopher then, Walken show. Then he left the show. And, and he just stared at the camera and said, why aren't you calling? And Chris, you should call. Chris Walken good. came on the show and said, where's the kid who does me? Yeah. And he'd already left the show. <laughs> so, you know, because everybody does that. So it was like, Walken was the big one over the last few years, and then Morgan Freeman. Now Morgan everybody's Freeman. doing Morgan Freeman. Right. And that's the one you want to do. You got to have your nose up yeah. next to the microphone. So, that's it, Morgan yeah. Freeman. It's it's I know Larry Davis is somebody who I work with, and he is actually the uh, Morgan Freeman replacement voice. He's oh, the is that right? guy. yeah. Because I know Tom Kane did a lot of it yeah. too. Yeah. Larry's doing most of it, and he says he literally said, 
that he could make a living just doing the Morgan Freeman sound-alike. He wow. says he gets at least one a week, yeah. and he it's his, probably his highest premium he charges. It's like yeah. he puts it right up there at the top of the list. Which is crazy. Uh, and he could make a living off that right now. It's well, just that hmm. kind of distinctive voice. After the movie comes out, they're all going to be saying, we want that Captain Quark sound. <laughs> <laughs> And so we'll all be doing our knockoffs of Jim. So th- tell me a little bit of th- how many other games have you worked on, oh, Jim? Man. Have you? Can you even? How much time to, you got? I, I mean, IMDb both, both of you. Yeah. I mean, obviously, we again we talked to James, and so we've talked about your your Final Fantasy stuff, which yeah, st- probably still comes up to yeah, this day, right? It As does, a big thing, you've so. you're you're embedded in the Star Wars universe yeah. now because of of your Obi Wan. Yep. Yep. Um, and by the way, I have we. No, you haven't been in here to talk about the fact Force that your Awakens. voice is actually in Force Awakens. The Force yeah. Awakens, yeah, really, pretty neat. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. got a credit in there and everything. Yeah, uh, yeah, I was all sorts of different stormtroopers and aliens and Imperials. Wow. And I was the original voice of Obi Wan in the dream sequence. And then it. they got some asshole named Ewan McGregor yeah. to do it. <laughs> that's, that's right. And, and then they Jerk. took a little of Alec Guinness. As well, and they yeah, that's they right. And they melded them together. from the word afraid. They made they use all the drawings you're looking for. Yeah, Just another like example of freaking Brits taking yeah. our jobs, right? <laughs> Brits and Scots. The sound designer for that film, Matthew Wood, is a dear friend, and he, you know, had me come in and do some stuff. And he said, "I want you to do this. We're trying this whole new thing, and we want to have Obi Wan in there." Frank Oz, who uh, is also a dear friend now, which is so weird to say. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, Frank, like e- we'll email each other, and he's the most. He, like sarcastic like I'll say Frank it's so good to hear from you, you go, oh shut up <laughs> <laughs> he'll just send me this you're pathetic oh you groveling little you know he just sends these wonderfully like sarcastic emails that's one thing that most both of you have probably encountered now is yeah. that growing up and hearing these voices, Frank Oz, knowing at one point intellectually, oh, that guy is not only the mm. voice of Yoda, but he was Miss Piggy and everything. Uh, you, so you must have met some heroes. I mean, yeah. have you had that experience of walking in a studio and going, oh, my God, that's that guy. That's that guy, that's the guy from that thing that time. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the guy. And now you're kind of part of that world. I've been amazed at how many wonderful people I've got to meet. And I don't have any, like, negative stories of... Well, I wasn't looking for you know dirt um, unless you had it. No, (laughs) Uh, but like I say, like Gary Cole yesterday, that was really cool. Yeah, I just love Gary. But um, all sorts of different folks that you get to run into and work with. And then there's a bunch that you never work with, but you're in projects with all the time. I'm I'm in four movies with Samuel Jackson. We've never met. I'm in three movies with Patrick Stewart. Never met. Well, that's the strangest thing about being a voice actor. There are situations, obviously, especially on animated series, where you do. You do go in a room and it's all of you yep. working at the same time. That's pretty common. But it's probably more common to go in and just be one-on-one with the director, basically, right? Yeah. Yeah. For video Pretty games much. especially. Yeah. Like, yeah. So Jim and I never worked on Ratchet and Clank together. We've done all these titles together. The only time we've ever been in the room together was for Ratchet and Clank the movie. Right. And same with David Kay. Oh, right. Wow. I met David eight games in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Well, tell me about one of the things uh, I wanted to ask is you've both done tons of games, you've both done tons of animation series or whatever. What what gets the biggest reaction as far as like fans reaching out to you? Is it is it the games? Hmm. 
or or is it something else? Well, for I mean, for me, you know, the the, the games are big. Uh, Star Wars, Obi Wan, yeah. that stuff is always you know. Uh, but uh, Final Fantasy and Ratchet and Clank are way up there. People love to talk about it. I'm doing on my on my little YouTube channel right now. I'm doing this uh, Ratchet and Clank month, and so I'm just. Hmm. I'm doing drawings and things and giving away, you know, mm-hmm. posters and stuff from it, but also just uh, telling stories about it, and, and people ask me questions, and they're just fascinated by it. I think the, the wonderful thing about it is, is people are fascinated about voiceover now. They want to know, and I always say, you know, the producers in Hollywood may not know who we are, because like, why should we put their names on the poster? We don't know who they are. They're voice actors. But their kids know who we are. Mm-hmm. Well, with the advent of the internet... They can find you now. Sure. Yeah. They, they start yeah. to know that there is a human being associated with that. I mean, I, other than maybe Casey Kasem growing up, mm-hmm. who it, I, I think only because I heard it on, on some other show that he was the voice of. Putting two and two together. Yeah. That was him as Robin. And, right. Uh, Once I started Shaggy hearing and, it, yeah. I remember the series Hot Wheels, which I think ran one season on Saturday <laughs> morning. And he was a character on Hot Wheels. Yeah. And once I knew, I was like, oh, that's that. That's my countdown hmm. guy. It was Casey and yeah. Don Messick. And so now Mel people Blank can actually and, kind of find you. And even though, Jim, you do not subscribe to the social media. Well, he's on Twitter. <laughs> only, you're on Twitter. All of the anti-social media. That's, uh, <laughs> you're, you're on the Twitter, right? Because I'm following you. Uh, I must be. You are. You don't respond to any of my tweets, but uh, <laughs> I think his team handles his. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> my people. I, I have people who pretend to be me. That's so. right. But uh, one of the things that's, uh, I mean, part of it is that if you've been doing, for instance, Ratchet and Clank, in yeah. some cases, you've these kids have grown up with your characters. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's they, the weirdest thing is when you have a twenty-something come up and go, "Oh, you're my childhood." Go, well, wow. thank you. Yes, good to know. I, was, let me do that <laughs> ratchet me, voice for you. Let me get my other teeth. Yeah, um, <laughs> but it's true. It's it's wild, and it, it they they did. But I mean, you figure, yeah, anybody that is in their twenties, this has been around for one of my my favorite animation uh, eras was when I was doing uh, Secret Files of the Spy Dogs. We were all playing dogs, and I was sitting between a bat and a monkey. I was literally between. <laughs> Nikki Dolenz and Adam West. Oh. <laughs> and we were all playing dogs. Yeah. <laughs> That's your autobiography. That's the title of it. Stuck Between Sitting, a Bat and a Monkey. Stuck yeah. Between a Bat and a Monkey. <laughs> Jim, has there ever been a voice you've been asked to do that you just kind of couldn't nail, like whether an impression or a character um, that you just boy. that you really struggled with? And James, same thing with you. Huh? Yeah, besides hmm. uh, James Arnold Taylor. Can you do a James that's thing? A, that's a hard one to do. <laughs> I couldn't. I, no, I, I don't think I can do that. That's, that's, uh, no, it's nuts. That's too hard. <laughs> Aww. That's so cute. That's, that's what you sound like. <laughs> Tricky. No, I mean, you, it sound, I mean you, you'll attempt anything, I would imagine, sure. if somebody if threw it at you. Not, unless it's a real throat ripper that's going <laughs> to... Yeah. You know, that happens every once in a meatloaf. while. Meatloaf. Sing like meatloaf, please. Oh, no, no I'm, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> unless you can, and then I'd like to hear that. There's a few uh, that... Joe Cocker. Uh, <laughs> ...that don't work. Like, what uh, would you do if I sang attitude? <laughs> would you stand up and walk out on me? For four hours, though. Yeah. And, yeah. Then you got it. It's like Gilbert Gottfried. Oh. They want to do that, but it's very loud and obnoxious. I, you know, I did a five-way uh, radio thing with all these voices from all over the thing. And um, Gilbert Gottfried was one of them. He was in New York. I was doing Schwarzenegger or something <laughs> in some other part of the. And that, but when he came, that's he, he turns it on for yeah, the performance. Yeah, he turns it, but he's very but when he's now. when yeah. when he's just talking. Hey, how you doing? Yeah. <laughs> 
That's good. Yeah. Okay. Seriously? All right. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I, I mean, right. he... I, are, we, are we ready? Okay. So then the thing happened with the guy at the place. Yeah. Yeah. I know in my mind that that's a bit of a, a put on. Yeah. But I I have never not heard him sound like that. Yeah, that's think. the way he... That's, that's the way he... But I mean, yeah, it's very soft otherwise. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, Toby Maguire is one that I was asked to do a lot of. Oh, yeah. And... Uh, He's got a really unique tone, and I can't get to it. Ron Howard. I did Ron Howard's stuff for uh, Arrested Development. I did some hmm. fill-ins oh, for him. Oh, you did? And uh, that was tricky. That's Because it's the closest to my regular voice. Like it's Anything it, that's really close to your own voice, that's harder, because you then go, oh, I don't want to fall into me. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he's got a distinctive sound, but it's so kind of like midwestern farm boy he's got kind that of, yeah. yeah hey Fonz. yeah it's that whole kind of thing there because i get just... a lot of audition descriptions saying you know sounds like and it's always matthew mcconaughey john corbett all right, all ron right, howard right, yeah. <laughs> it's like what but with ron howard yeah. i think of him from several different ages you know yeah. right right <laughs> yeah yeah opie uh no and matthew mcconaughey i've done his stuff for for movies and, and mm. all well, you're just doing his thing you know it's all right in there <laughs> yeah man. it's all right it's all good so tell me about I, – I get approached all the time because I voice enough commercials and stuff that I get asked about this world. And you were talking about, James, that people yeah. know now that voiceover is a job. It exists. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, the, the, I guess the downside is there probably are fewer of them now. I mean, it's just that uh, you guys are lucky that you are in that world because yeah. it's harder to get into that world mm-hmm. now. It's truly competitive. It's harder to get into it, and it's also affected it. You know, I mean, uh, the problem I have, my what's my beef? What's my beef, Dave? Yeah, what's t- my t- beef? <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, Jay Leno, come on, what's my beef? Um, <laughs> is that uh, everybody wants to do it, and so you've got all these outlets that are kind of watering down the market, and people are doing it for a couple bucks as opposed to then. And yeah. you're hearing like, so you remember in the '90s, it was grunge. It was there, you know, Cam Brainerd, our buddy Cam, had that kind of lock on, yeah, on, yeah. that kind of you know that kind of thing of like you know, or Phil Buckman with the burger, fries, and the coke. You know, it was all that, right? <laughs> now fries, it's this twenty-something mushmouth kind of, you know, thing that everything is just kind of like this. Sure. And just, there's sure. not really anything there, and really bad mic techniques that'll be off the mic. <laughs> <laughs> And, like, and then you hear it and you go, that sounds like the scratch track. Yeah. And it's the commercial and it's right. for like a national ad campaign. And I'm like, because they're so like going, we want something different. We don't want any announcers. It's like, no, you do want an announcer. Yeah, exactly. Well, I think you do. I mean, uh, one of our good friends probably, we all know Joe Cipriano. And I've known Joe, Joe Cipriano. I've known Joe forever, but Joe has an announcer's voice. I yes. mean, that's how he talks in real life. How are you, Larry? And I think one of the one of the biggest impressions that he made on me is that he's still working with a coach on the east coast because he needs to expand his world to be able to try he's and adapt to some, some of these other things to do it though he's and you hear it you hear I, he did a campaign a few years back for i think nbc where i went that's not joe and they're right. like no it's joe i'm like wow and yeah. it was great because you mm. would think you i mean he's got one of those voices you would recognize is that so is that uh, something you have to be very conscious of is is not necessarily. I mean, not trying to sound like an announcer. Well, you know, Larry, we're <laughs> not I'm trying like, to. Cha- I... We're not trying to change what you can bring to the table, but also understanding mm-hmm. that you may have to adapt to kind of new styles. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you feel that pressure? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's. it's uh, I mean, it's, yeah, and again, mic technique is is very important. I mean, it's you... that's the difference is going okay, but I know headphones, mic, studio, right. how to work it. So maybe I'll give them that feel in 
in a cleaner, more what right. I with using my understanding. Because everybody can set up a laptop and a microphone yeah. in their closet now mm-hmm. and use clothes as soundproofing. I mean, and I'm giving away secrets here because I've done that before. No, right? yeah, I, we've yeah. all do it on the road. Yeah, I mean, we've all road had those iPhone. kind of makeshift moments where we can still turn out you know pretty good product but right. everybody probably feels like oh i can i can do this cuz i can do this in my yoga pants at home <laughs> right. and knock it out <laughs> but there but there this is an art i mean let's let's just kind of pat oh, ourselves on the back yoga I pants i don't uh, i don't <laughs> I do not have yoga pants. <laughs> I have naan. You see, this naan is where you, you see, need to adapt. Because naan is a kind of bread that you eat in India. You, know? you have naan yoga pants. I, I make no bones <laughs> about it. Naan yoga pants. Naan yoga pants. Uh, there's an old callback to an old radio bit that <laughs> Nobody Larry cares. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I actually, I really feel like it's, people need to realize that it is an art. I mean, that's why I created my stage show that I do. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, it's called Talking to Myself, and I take you through the life of a voice actor and people go I had no idea they watch it and they go I had no idea and I think it's great to educate people on what we do because it really is an art form it's beautiful to watch Jim Ward in the studio doing Captain Quark it's a (laughs) dance it's this he does these wonderful things that you know I mean again everybody we all can do our Jim doing Quark but it's not Jim well, I think that's one of the things I think you and I've talked about James is that I don't know that people recognize how physical that's you you get in the studio I mean, Jim, are you are you sweating? Are you working? Are you in there like? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you have to. You really have to give your diaphragm a workout, and and, yeah. and you, you you have to sort of take on the physicality of the character. Yeah, I mean, let's talk about that. Let's talk about. I mean, you you must get approached by people who want to break into the business, and you're both relatively no, never, no. no. What <laughs> he said with sarcasm, Voice dripping. <laughs> but you're both nice enough people that you probably do try and give people some kind of advice when unless yeah. you're you know really protective of your, of your get away life. from me kid you bother me <laughs> I, there's well thankfully there's a, <laughs> there's a lot of uh great resources now right uh yuri lowenthal and tara platt who oh. are wonderful voice actors they wrote mm-hmm. a book called voiceover voice actor so i tell people go to voiceover voiceover get the book it's 15 bucks or whatever and it's worth it it goes through everything uh d bradley baker who's the voice of all the clones on the clone oh, yeah. wars and an amazing creature uh uh-huh. of Voice actor. Oh, I thought you were uh, gonna. St- a, I thought that was the end of the he's sentence. Amazing creature. <laughs> uh, he has he's a uh, website. <laughs> oh, no, not he's that got one. a website. It's wonderful. He has a website <laughs> called I Want to Be a Voice Actor dot com, and I say send people there. So yeah. on my website, I go. I have a links page that links you to all these different. If you things. want an insect, or space alien, D. Bradley Baker. Yeah, really the, the pretty guy. much any sound. That's so yeah. funny. You've oh. mentioned him before, James. Yeah, that's. I mean, talk about He'd a special. He'd be a great guest for you. Yeah, I would yeah. love to talk to him. Yeah. But what 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 is a what is kind of a key thing for you that you would tell an aspiring voiceover actor? What's what's let's say a lot Run! of <laughs> get, get away as fast as you can. Get a real job. Yes. I mean, a lot of actors would like to kind of branch into that and and think that it's not that big of a leap and maybe they have an advantage in that they they uh, they do have acting chops but it's a very different animal i mean how do you respond to people jim uh well i mean there are people who who are in the business who who do that as well who, who coach people and uh i just sometimes feel i'm, I'm not qualified to to do that, to tell them how to, to do something. You just you have you, to yeah. find yeah. it within yourself. You well, know? and here's the thing. And, uh, you know, I mean, I give them the advice. I send them to the websites. I do all of that. I always tell them, though, too, love your own voice, like what you can do with your own voice. Don't 
what Jim does and what I do is very small, a very small group of people yeah. in the voiceover community that actually do that. So there's plenty of people that make a great living with one voice, you mm-hmm. know, and I say, learn what you can do and what you can't do, especially what you can't do with your voice, because if you know what you can't do, you can then do anything, you know, and then well, start adding elements. I think that translates to, to anything is yeah. that you, you, you have to find your strengths. Yeah. I mean, both of you can do a wide range of, of style of voices, but you also know what's in your wheelhouse and what isn't. And that's why I asked earlier yeah. if there was everything. I mean, you both are probably game to try anything. Yeah, you give it a shot. But there are it's probably fun. things you go, I just didn't nail that because that's like talking about Ron Howard or, or and in, a, in the voiceover community this is where you're actually going to get somebody going yeah I can't do that but you know Jim Ward doesn't a spot on one and, and call him up or yeah. you know I mean there's there's a lot of that going on and that yeah. doesn't happen in the acting world on camera how many times I've been in studios with celebrities and and they turn to me in the middle of it and go this is harder than it looks. <laughs> I go, yeah. Yeah, and when you leave, they're going to ask me to do all of your walla. So keep going, smarty pants. It all lines you screwed pants. up. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, Ratchet and Crank. 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 Oh, wow. <laughs> That's a whole different film. <laughs> oh, I just found out Ratchet means something really kind of, like, bad in the in the world of, like, you know, in, with the kids. Well, it's, you, you got I wonder some if I Get should. Get on the Google. I wonder. It's, I wonder if I it's should. some form of like, you know, oh, yo, yo, you got to ratchet that lady. You know, it's this, I don't mm. know, but I went, I went, I did some stuff and they were like going, so do you know the real term of ratchet? I'm like, no. It sounds a little bit like mouse poop. It's a bit naughty. Yeah. So <laughs> it, sounds it, sounds like, bit, yeah. Right. it sounds like ratchet. rat poop, Jim. <laughs> rat, rat poop. Um, um, let's see. According to the Urban Dictionary. Ratchet is a diva, mostly from urban cities and ghettos, that has reason to believe she is every man's eye candy. Know what I'm saying? That, yeah. yeah. That mm. doesn't sound like what you were talking about. No, I guess, well, maybe that's, I don't know. That's maybe way better did. than what I thought it was going to be? Uh, yeah, it is better. No, I, but, so I didn't know it had a different meaning, but so ratchet and crank, I guess, could be that. <laughs> could be. Well, are, uh, are you guys... Uh, Kim Jong-un quoted that, ratchet and the crank. <laughs> and the, oh, it's exciting man. that Ratchet and Clank is going to show in theaters. Obviously, it's also yeah. probably going to be a very big hit on demand. And streaming, but there, are you yeah. are you surprised that it's actually going to be? In th- are you going to go see it in a theater, Jim? I hope so. Yeah. yeah. What do you no, mean you I'm hope t- so? <laughs> are you going to yeah, pay? I'm are you going to pay the fifteen bucks Don't to go hear yourself? Fifteen no, bucks? No, come on. <laughs> um, what am I made of money <laughs> <laughs> to go see yourself? That seems a little, you know. Uh, uh, yeah. I'll yeah. It. It'll be fun. Mm-hmm. I think that it's great that it's coming out. Uh, Thankfully, there's no Pixar movie coming out the same week. <laughs> well, it looks like it could draw beyond the gamers who have known it forever. Yeah, I would here's think. the thing. It is a family film. It's very funny. It's got a lot of great action. It feels like the games. If your kids play the games and you don't and you enjoy it with them, then your kids can go, you know, there's a game and I played it at home and now you can experience it together. Yeah. It really is fun. There's a wonderful moral message in it, too. There really is. And it's about doing the right thing. And it's got a bit of Star Wars, A New Hope in it. Ratchet's yeah. kind of Luke Skywalkery in that. Hmm. I thought it was really charming and fun. I mean, again, it's not going to change the world, but it, it's a fun movie. And I, I hope people, especially at this time of year, just go out. It's a, it's a family movie. You yeah, can bring your good. kids to it. It's great. Good. But I was going to go get some power converters. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and, and yeah, John Goodman plays the kind of Uncle oh, Owen character. There's the, yeah. there's yeah, the other Goodman. actor John I Goodman. totally forgot. Oh, God, what a great voice. Yeah. Um, so, Jim, what uh, I want to wrap things up here. I want people to definitely check you guys out, Ratchet and Clank, in theaters and probably soon to be uh, as well streaming and available. And uh, yeah, who knows? Maybe they'll, soon uh, enough, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what, do you, what would you say is your 
not strongest voice, but your favorite voice to do oh, all time? Boy. Um, the one you just had the most fun doing. Well, I've always had a lot of fun with Jack Nichols. <laughs> awesome. All right, now hold that thought. James, for you, would it be Michael? Uh, yeah, Michael J. Fox is, in, in a sense, one that's, that's kind of the, the right. most natural, yeah. So if these guys, let's say we're witnessing the first time oh. Jack Nicholson oh. and Michael J. Fox. Okay. What, where were you going? Oh, I was th- thinking of, uh, <laughs> um, it's kind of off the track a little bit, but um, Robert Easton, the, the dialect coach, God rest him. May rest in peace. Um, was trying to teach Arnold Schwarzenegger how to do a Russian accent uh, accent for Red Heat, and he oh, couldn't no. couldn't do it. And but he, I remember that movie. That's that Jim Jim Belushi Jim Schwarzenegger Belushi, movie. Yeah. But because he had he oh. has his particular Austrian accent, um, the P's become B's, and uh, well, there's a scene where he was reaching down to see if this guy was still alive to see if he had a pulse and see feel his neck, and he says. This man has no balls. <laughs> wow, you can tell that by touching your neck? Wow, you are good. Oh, this man has no balls. Yes, it's true. <gasps> this man has no balls. <laughs> oh, my god. All right, gosh. so back to, okay, yeah. here's, here's my scenario, all right? Yeah, okay. And this is so cheesy, but I just think you, you guys will it. knock sure, it out of the park. Here, all right, yeah. so if they recast Back to the Future, yeah. but <laughs> Jack Nicholson... How about I do Jay Baruchel? That's one that I do a lot now. Do you what? know Jay Baruchel? Uh, yes, of course. Jay Baruchel is, uh, of course, in uh, How to Train Your Dragon right. and all. I do his doubling for all oh, of that. Wow. So all right. why don't I, I? I'll modernize it so it's not Michael J. Fox. Right. It'll it's be Jay, Jay Baruchel. Jay is Marty McFly. Is Marty McFly. <laughs> and Jack Nicholson is... Uh, Doc Brown? Is Doc Brown. Okay. All right, so here so, we go. So, oh, wait, 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 wait a second, Doc. Um... Are you telling me that you built a um, time machine out of a, a, a DeLorean? <clears throat> I was just inches from a clean getaway. <laughs> <laughs> Who's Secretary of the Treasury? Jerry Lewis? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Doc, um, I, I think you've been uh, experiencing a bit of a shining. Ronald Reagan, the movie actor. You got to be kidding me! <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm very, I'm very serious about all of this. All right, get back in the car, <laughs> Jim. What, uh, what do you got coming up that we should keep an eye out for? And where can people find Stephanie Miller's show? Ah, uh, well, hmm. We used to be able to find it on the actual radio. Yeah, that, that, that <laughs> terrestrial that? radio airwaves uh, thing. It got booted off uh, off the air for a while there, and now it's, it's been reinvented uh, from her house. Um, um, so we have to go to her house? Oh, okay. No, wait, I can't remember now. All right, Which, I got to Google. I got to Google the yeah. own show that you're actually <laughs> on. This is how, what a Luddite that Jim has become. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh. And, uh, Is this on? Check two. Check one two. Check one two. <laughs> no, Similar. no, we've Similar. been rolling this whole time. Yeah, we recorded all of this. Uh, how about stephaniemiller.com? There you go. There's a good Simple start. That all, yeah. Uh, you can listen live to the Stephanie Miller show. And anything else we should be watching for, uh, or Ooh, video game or animation? Anything you can talk Sorry. about? That's the problem. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's, that's you guys are thing. always signed to, to these non-disclosure yeah, things, yeah, right? Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. All right. Well, so, so it's keep like an before eye. Before you can see the project, sign the NDA. Yeah. Okay. Well, luckily, okay. uh, Jim Ward is not in charge of his own IMDb, so you can find <laughs> out there. James, what do, you, what do you got going on? Uh, well, we've got uh, Guardians of the Galaxy is, is uh, going strong. and uh, Very cool. 
And well, I've got my own. I've been doing, like I said, I've been doing all this vlogging stuff, and I'm really, really enjoying that um, because that I can actually talk about. There's, there's, there's uh, several <laughs> games that are coming out very soon that I can't talk about, but people will be very excited about. So there's that. What were they, uh, there's there's shows. That sounds I could very. Talk about um, it, but I have to kill you. Uh, yeah. uh, I'm, I'm. Uh, oh, we just had a Lego DC Cosmic Clash. I played the Flash. I'm. Lego Flash. Oh, sweet. And that movie just came out. And then a new Scooby-Doo movie, a new Lego Scooby-Doo movie. And I play uh, the the head of uh, studio, uh, Chet Brickton. Yeah, baby. He's this great guy. So uh, that just came out. Um, And uh, there's... um, Sounds a bit like Tony Bennett. Yeah. (laughs) You know, baby, I love him. I like that. (laughs) But, uh, and then let's see, I'm trying to think of the ones that you actually can talk about. I can't right, really talk check, about All right, check James out. Yeah, uh, JamesArnoldTaylor.com. There we and go. go. And subscribe to my YouTube channel because I've got great stuff, especially for people that want to be voice actors. And I take them behind the scenes in the booth and all Yeah, that. you give a lot yeah. of practical information yeah. on there. And will this, this, uh, this, this will. Sh- these shenanigans be posted as well? This, this, this will be on. <laughs> Have I'll you cut signed a together. release, Jim? Uh, no. maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to just have the blur, blur him out on the whole time. time. And, 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 and no, we'll alter his voice. My, my <laughs> alter ego, Wim Jordan. <laughs> All right. Ratchet and Clank, definitely check out the movie. Uh, I'm going to go home and IMDb myself now. <laughs> yeah. Our regards to uh, David Kay. Uh, yes. Sorry, he, uh, he couldn't clank along with us today. <laughs> uh, or Crank, as it were. Or Crank with us, as a matter of fact. Uh, thank you, guys. And uh, this thank has you, been Larry. great. Awesome. Thank you. Uh, you want to just throw out a get a monkey? Get a monkey. And, and could I get Captain Quark to say get a monkey? Get a monkey. <laughs> or maybe an orangutan. Uh, okay, calm down. One of them is running for president. I didn't say you could ad lib. <laughs> oh, no. Get a monkey. Get a monkey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.